You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we've got an exciting show for you today. We're going to check in with our friend Marcus Angel. He's going to give us an update on the Lawman Mustang. And uh, we might even touch on uh, what, what's going on with Goldberg as he gets back into WWE. And what sort of diet do you need to, to, to be a professional wrestler. And, uh, but before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Zorro. If you purchase supplies for a small to mid-sized business, Zorro.com is your go-to resource. They have tools, safety equipment, office, shipping, cleaning, and automotive supplies, including specialty items you can't find anywhere else. They have the brands that you know and you trust. They have Stanley, 3M, Prestone, Black & Decker, Rubbermaid, all at competitive prices. They have fast and free shipping on $50 or more, and their customer service team is entirely U.S.-based. You're going to love that. Visit Zorro.com slash CarCast and sign up for their Z-Mail newsletter and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro, Z-O-R-O.com slash CarCast and get 15% off. Zorro.com, all you need to make your business go. With Dodge Power Dollars, for every horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle purchase, you'll get $10 off. Peeling out in a 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack? Well, you'll get $4,580 off. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. We're here with Bill Goldberg calling in. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great, brother. How you doing? Oh, good, man. Things have been uh, things have been busy. I'm running around trying to get uh, all kinds of stuff done, and as I'm sure you are as as well. Uh, maybe maybe going to be traveling. Uh, sounds like you're going to be traveling a little bit. Um, this, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably be traveling a little bit Friday, but Monday I'll be traveling probably a lot, like an 18 hour flight. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Oh, but really? it might be, but it might be better than the uh, the global auto experience. Oh. That I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which was the last reason why I went there. But uh. Uh, okay, yeah. So you got uh, big, big, big wrestling stuff. You can, you know, it's a lot going on. That's a big deal. Back in WWE, <laughs> do, do, do you think that when I look in the mirror, I realize that I'm 53 years old? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> quite obviously. I'm a moron. You, I mean, you, you know. I know you get like... I, I remember one time ragging on Ric Flair when he was 42 years old and he was in the ring. Oh, yeah. And now, 11 years far removed from, you know, bitching at him, I, I just, I'm completely dumbfounded that I find myself in this situation. It's, I, I get like, it's kind of like exciting, the idea of doing it. And then, you know, you you sit down with the team and you work on the creative, you sign a contract. And then once it's all done, you go into the gym and you start picking up some weights and going, oh, I need to take this. This isn't just like I'm working out for my house so I look good. This is this is like I've actually got to do some work in here, and you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" <laughs> I, you know, I I hurt my you back. You have absolutely I, no idea. Oh I man, mean, I wish the I wish the normal the lay person really knew. But I mean, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and say, "Hey, man," I you know, <clears throat> the stuff that I put my body through, and other people put put it this way, you know. Um, people like to get up in the morning and bitch about their bodies and the way they feel. And then, Oh, I got to go to the gym later this afternoon. Listen, you goofs. I've been <laughs> twice already today. And the first time I went, I was spotting a guy who was in a wheelchair and who was doing 295 down, 295 pounds on the pull down machine, which was more than me. Wow. So, you know, um, I, I I hear people bitching and moaning all the time about their little crap that they put themselves through, man. But, you know, uh, there's, there's really no excuse. I mean, everybody should get off their ass and go, go do something physical, man. I, I saw this guy today, man. It was very inspiring. But at the end of the day, yes, it's uh, I find myself in this position again, and it's like uh, I can't. It's like running a race car, and I can't. Uh, uh, I can only fix these parts so many times, and it runs out of gas consistently. Oh yeah, <laughs> you I know, always got to eat. I always got to train. I got to be careful about this, about that. But you know, it is what it is. It's the life I've chosen. So. I got up early this morning. and I got on the rowing machine. So you and I are basically twins. 
<laughs> yeah, you 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 know it. <laughs> What's your? But hey, you did something. I, you know? And I'm going to the gym later today. I'm going to meet my trainer today. That's I got great. up got up early this morning, and uh, and and you know, like you said, you got to do a little bit of something. What is your normal? We'll get into car stuff. What is your normal weight? And now that you're you're going back, what's your fighting weight? What what do you walk around at? Two sixty, two sixty five? No, I mean I I walk around anywhere from two forty five to two fifty five or something like that. I mean I'm I'm two sixty right now. You know I, my normal in ring weight is two seventy, two seventy five. Um, you know I I, I meander around two seventy. But hey, hey, okay, is um, that with, with three weeks? Come on, man. I mean, I, I it's quite hard <laughs> to gain weight over a long period of time, let alone in three weeks. I mean, this is a, I'm doing a Houdini here. Oh, but is your 53-year-old fighting weight different than your 45-year-old fighting weight? Well, which is quite different than my 35-year-old fighting weight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I used to be 300 pounds in there. But the days of being able to lift at that pace, that, that amount of weight, eat that much food, and have your body react through injuries year after year, you know, you, you just, you can't do it. It's not, it's not feasible. It's, it's not realistic, but you know, then you look at it, try, you try to look at it in a realistic tone and, uh, you know, Hey, I'm going to give, I told Mr. McMahon that I always give a hundred thousand percent. Right. And that yeah. he's not going to get anything less than that this time. So, um, if I'm given, uh, three weeks or three months or three years, I'm going to do with that time, you know, more than most people can do with that time. So I, I can only do what I can do under time constraints. So I will be the best that I can be after a three-week <laughs> three mm-hmm. amount of training, you know, really hard. But, you know, hey, man, it's, uh, it's, what, it's, the, it's the hand that I've dealt. What is what does your diet look like? You know, maybe it's well, different than it was my, 10 Instagram. years ago. This is but, an example. Yeah. Look at my Instagram yeah. and that, that plate of sushi that I put up. Yeah, that's, that's I, sushi I, for two people. I eat people. one of those every single day after my second workout because the grocery store, which is fantastic here in Texas, man, it's within walking distance of my gym. So within five minutes of me putting down the last weight for the last set of my second workout, I'm devouring one of those, in, you know, almost that entire plate every single day and that's just and that's pro, you know that's before dinner i was just gonna say then you go home and eat dinner right <laughs> yeah then i gotta eat again after that you know and then yeah. kind of wake up in the middle of the night and eat and you know but hey man other well, people have like, bigger problems I, and it's 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 kind of it's 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 challenging i, I hope <laughs> i hope it's a good uh, contract because you gotta eat a hundred dollars a day worth of food Oh God! You kidding me? I way surpassed that, and, and then there's many me. Yeah, you know. Thankfully, Wanda eats like a bird. But you know, um, yeah, Gates is almost eating as much as I am. Yeah. Um, so you know, hey, it's it's fun, man. Hello, another journey, another reason to go to the gym and act like I'm 25 again. But, what uh, What made you? What made you go back? Look, obviously you're you're going to get paid well, so there's that. So that aside, what what well, made you go back? There's a limited time left, man. I mean, I haven't retired. I haven't retired officially, and you know uh, they they've been talking to me about you know some kind of a fairly lengthy tenure, and uh, it it kind of made sense. I mean, the timing didn't make sense. <laughs> but, you know, the storyline kind of made sense. I never got a rematch from the universal title that I won and then lost. Um, you know, and the time, the clock's ticking, dude. I mean, I'm, hey, three weeks or three months, it's hard to, to get ready to be a tenth of what Goldberg was originally when he walked in the ring. So I can only stomach myself at a certain level. So, uh, you know, I do what I can to get to that level and, if I can't reach that level, then then it's time to hang them up. But I think I can still kind of dance around a little bit now, and it's time to it's time to finish out right. And uh, you know, uh, I won't be knocking myself out this time. Hopefully, and uh, you know, I can give back to the business. You know, and that I could maybe pass the torch a little bit. So, yeah. Um, you know, all right. That's my reasoning, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, it it sounds it sounds good. It sounds exciting. It sounds a little 
uh, intimidating. <laughs> yeah, it does sound a little terrifying as well. It's like we've talked about this before about how, you know, sure, there's there's a story to be told. There's a narrative with the characters. There's, you know, there's a, a lot that kind of goes on behind the scenes to, to make this as entertaining as possible. But once you're there, once you're in it, there, there's no, there's no shortcuts or cheats on the physicality of it. You know, you not at all. You know, you, all. you have to be can... able to to move around, and you have to be able to throw guys around. You have to be able to take a hit. Like, it's it's a huge physical commitment, physical challenge that uh, that you guys are doing there. And, uh, I can't wait to come out and see uh, see uh, Goldberg live, which is one thing I've never done as many times as I've gone to. Uh, <laughs> To uh, to WWE matches over the years, and even to a WrestleMania event, uh, you're right. Just just the way things worked out, and the hiatus that you were on for a long time. Uh, I, I I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go check you out in the ring, buddy. Well, dude. Uh, hey, I'm sure we have an extra seat on the charter to Saudi Arabia Monday. All right. Uh, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you gotta come. You gotta swing over here and pick me up. All right. So, uh, but, <laughs> swing over there and pick you up. We'll be right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just fly over with like the the ladder hanging down, and I'll grab it on the way. Um, all right, we're gonna talk to Marcus Angel in a few minutes. Uh, he's gonna give us a little update on the Lawman Mustang. Um, but before we do. Uh, Big race this uh, past weekend, Daytona 500. Um, we saw we saw some 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 crashes. We saw some good racing. We saw some rain delays. Uh, but I do want to mention is I'm sure you guys are following the news, and by the time you hear this, you're going to get more updates than than what we can provide. But uh, shout out to Ryan Newman. He was in a terrible accident, terrible crash there, and uh, uh, the most recent. Uh, statement is he is awake now he is doing better he's talking and i guess eating a bit and uh uh which is good but i tell you it's like you think of some of the major advancements we've done uh on the safety side of these cars and just racing in general it's amazing anybody can walk away from some of these some of these crashes but even with all of these advancements i'll tell you man you you're in any type of accident at 200 miles an hour I don't care what safety features you have; it's going to sting a bit. You're going to get hurt. Say that, yeah. You're going to get say hurt, man. And big, big shout out to Ryan. And and by the way, I mean the focus right now is is on him. He was hurt badly, but there were some big crashes. There was a lot of bumping around, and I know there's a lot of sore guys walking around uh, right now after the end of that weekend. I know it's it's. It's it's a tough thing, and it's just you know we really like even if you don't follow uh, NASCAR racing all that much, just just a lot of bumping and you know just pushing this guy here and pushing that guy there. It's just a lot of contact. You just realize what a contact well, sport it is. Well, yeah, Rubbin's racing—that's the yeah, old right? term that everybody goes back to. And then you know, Rubbin's racing is fine at Bristol mm-hmm. when you're averaging ninety-seven miles an hour. But when you're at Daytona, or you know, or you're at Talladega, and you're averaging close to 200, that's a that's a completely different animal. Yeah. And you know, like you said, man, let's everybody stop and, and and take a breath and say a prayer for Ryan and you know all those guys. We're really close to him. You know, all the NASCAR guys are they're, they're mostly all friends of mine. And Ryan has been around for a long period of time. He's been very successful, and you you obviously don't wish that upon anybody. But to see that he's able to survive something like that, like you said, is a testament to the you know the the safety advancements. And I mean, look at the cockpit in the Formula One. I mean, is it truly much different than a than a fighter pilot you know cockpit? I know, um, and we're going to see the new. Uh... Uh, the arrow shield, or the basically the windshield, or whatever they're calling it on uh, on Indy this year, and a lot of the guys have uh, have been driving with it, testing with it, uh, um, and uh, um, you know I, I'm sure guys have different opinions about like you know how do you get used to it, and and can you see through it, and and what happens throughout the race, it, it get dirty, things like that. But for the most part, I think they're sort of commending the. Uh, 
the idea of increased safety because these cars are not getting any slower. I'll tell you that. They're, you know, look, and, and by the way, this past week, I think this past Tuesday was the anniversary, 19 years of Dale Earnhardt's uh, death. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and and his accident was a game changer on safety standards. Like from there Absolutely. forward, and un- unfortunately, we have to see something like that before we can really commit to uh, big changes. Uh, even in in drag racing, look what the, how much the John Force Racing Team has put forth uh, uh, advancements in safety. Uh, after um, forgive me, I forgot the the guy's name, but their teammate that died uh, years and years ago, um, and uh, and we've seen some pretty, you know, we see some pretty horrific things on the track over there as well. Cars exploding, spinning around, and and all kinds of stuff. So um, uh, it's a it's a it's a crazy sport. Car racing is a crazy sport. Um, it's it's you know I. I I uh, wish Ryan Newman the best and uh, glad to hear he's doing a little bit better. Um, again, you guys have seen the same, the same statements that we have at this point, simply saying that uh, uh, that their doctors are saying that his injuries now are not considered life-threatening, but, uh, but definitely uh, critical. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, I, and I hope, uh, I hope he gets better. I hope – Things go well for him. I hope he is, you know, able to continue with his with his career in in racing, and because we don't know much else beyond that. But um, but a crazy race, a crazy event. Um, you know, it, it, it's part. It's, it's unfortunately part of the damn allure, right? You know, I yeah. mean, you look at it's 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 so exciting to watch these guys teeter the edge and. You know, I don't know if it says something negative about our society or I I don't, it's just in, I I don't know. But when you see those guys bumping and grinding at 200 miles an hour and then someone takes off, there's, there's, I I don't know, man. It's, it gets national attention. And unfortunately, you know, people get hurt sometimes, but you, you, you can't deny that that's part of the allure, you know, it's part of, it's watching hockey. Uh, part of the allure is fighting because it's, you know, it's, it's exciting. Well, it's y- different. Y- you're right. So but un- Unfortunate that, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know what I'm, what point I'm trying to make, but it, it, well, it I, is I, what it is. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, right? You, we are a little bit all disillusioned. We're watching a, we're watching the Daytona 500. We're watching these epic crashes happening and we're watching it on our TV in the same way that we watch movies and, and television that are, you know, unrealistic right because they're movies and they're entertaining you know we can we can sit there and we can watch ford v ferrari we watch a john wick movie and we're so entertained by the crashes and the and and the fighting and all the crazy stuff that's happening and when you watch uh, a real race on tv it's tougher for us to go oh well what's really the difference between you know the reality of it and and the make-believe Hollywood version of it, because we're just sitting on our couches eating Doritos watching this event. And, you know, yeah, and it takes it takes a, a conscious effort to realize one of them is real and one of them isn't. You know, listen, if you're at the race and you see what's going on and uh, uh, and you can hear it and smell it, and, yeah, it's it's much more of a realistic thing. But just for the, for, you know, for the millions of people that watch – this stuff at home, you, you're right. It just still kind of feels like it's exciting and it's interesting because you're seeing this epic stuff happening in front of you, but you don't oh, realize, yeah. hey man, this is real. This is this is real life going on. So, um, yeah. Well, well. Also, too, you and I both know because we've been at these races. The mm-hmm. difference between a crash at 97 miles an hour and a crash at 200. So there is. when you're watching when you're watching Bristol. And the allure of Bristol is it's Robbins racing and there's going to be freaking, you know, a hundred racks in this thing because guys are so tight and such a small course, you know, but at the end of the day, that, that race, you know, that, that the outcome, the negative effect of a crash is much less severe than obviously <laughs> double the rate of speed. So. You know, it's, oh yeah, you you go back to the YouTube videos, guys, that are been posted up there, and watch 
some of the stuff, watch some of the stuff in fl- slow motion. Cars are flying through the airs and bouncing off of things like a rubber ball. Like at that speed, terrifying. At that speed, uh, the aerodynamics, everything involved with with those types of crash, it's just and. You look at Newman's crash, how how terrible it is, just getting hit again and again. You know, this isn't, you know, you hit the wall and you and you spin out. As horrible as that is, that's one below. But this is like you've been in the you've been in the ring, but you've also fought MMA. This is this is the 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 guy pounding you, and once you're out cold, you'll get taken three more shots to the face. Before the ref jumps in, right? Like this is yeah. Well, it's... fortunately, I haven't done MMA because <laughs> I was too smart. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, you know, you try to liken your experiences, and they, there's nothing, man. There's nothing that the normal person can relate to compared to what these guys are going through. And I remember years ago, remember the ignorant comment by Donovan McNabb that these NASCAR guys <laughs> weren't athletes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, man! That's yeah. so far from the truth, man. I mean, especially with this new generation of kids. I mean, everybody followed the Jeff Gordon uh, mold, you know, and uh, worked out, or the Mark Martin thing, and you know, started that working out trend. But I mean, those dudes have to be in unbelievable shape. I mean, yeah. who who was the one? Was Jimmy Johnson the one that ran the the marathon, the half marathon before the race? You know, early. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember the year or this year. I. I I don't know if it was the Daytona Marathon or what it was, but I mean those guys are in unbelievable shape, and they don't nearly get the credit that they deserve. Yeah, and they're little midgets like you, so I mean, yeah. it's, then they deserve even more credit. Look, this is why I hit the wrong machine before the podcast this morning. I got to stretch it out. I got to get ready for this. You can't just walk well, into that, the studio all willy nilly. If belly. anybody you know has an empty seat, you got to fill in. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, <laughs> Kalen's going to grab. Uh, he's going to grab uh, Marcus Angel. We're going to get an update on that. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Geico while he's doing that. Uh, let's say you have a home, you rent a home, own a home. Well, you know, a lot of times this can be a lot of work, uh, over there. So what, you know, what's easy, it's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already. So go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how you could be saving. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right. So uh, as we wait for, for Marcus Angel, I went to um, – I was scrolling through the blog that he's been maintaining on uh, on on your car. I think it's lawmanmustang.com or something. Uh, uh, and he's been, you know, doing stuff on the on the vehicle and doing the research. Uh, you know, we've checked in with him a few times. Um uh, logging the stuff and just just nitpicking every little tiny thing where he's just like uh, – some of the posts I saw were just on traction bars, just the original traction bars. And uh, and uh, he had to you know, try to find the original paint, try to find the original stickers and stuff. So let's get him on uh, right now. Hello? Oh, I think I just dropped a, a – No, I'm cover. here. Hello. Hey, Marcus. How are you? Hey, hey there. Uh, good. Morning. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, I'm at the airport, so <clears throat> you know how that is. It's a challenge to find a, a quiet spot here. All right. So, uh, Marcus, here, you're getting ready to travel. You said you're in the airport. We're going to ca- ca- catch you for a few minutes. But we were just talking about the website, looking at some of the updates you've been posted on the Lawman Mustang. Looks like the yep. engine is, is, is fairly done at this point. You've been uh, – maybe some paint's been done at this point. Are you assembling it? Are you test fitting it? What's the current status? Well, the current status, I mean, um, you know, the engine's in place and it's, that's where it's going to stay, right? We ran it on the dyno, you know, a couple months ago, transmission, drivetrain, suspension. So what I'm doing right now is I'm putting in all the hard uh, mounted items, right? I'm working on the cooling system right now, uh, the transmission coolers. You know, different things so that when everything's in there, then we jump onto the electrical part of it and uh, then finish the interior and then we'll be ready to drive around town, I guess. Okay. Wow. Hey, did that did that picture help you, Marcus, with the radiator? <clears throat> yeah, the, the picture helps, right? We're going to try to, you know, engineer something that works. And I guess, you know, in my mind, you know, when this thing is done, it's kind of like a museum piece and... 
I know how Bill likes to do burnouts with, with these cars, <laughs> right? It's not going to happen. I'm not doing it in that car. I have enough. I yeah. swear to God, I'm never going to burn out in that car. It's not, and, so, and it's now recorded for history. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I admire the fact, right, you, you like to have fun with these cars. So the, the thing is, right, we just got to figure out, in my mind, it would be driven on and off the trailer, and you'll do some demo stuff here and there. You're not going to be running it, I think, more than at the most 10 minutes at a time, right? Not a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. So that has a lot in play with how we do the cooling, right? The cooling on this car is so unique because we have the water pump in the trunk. Um, you know, we have the radiator back there, and it has to look, you know, have that vintage look. So that's kind of the, the magic, and, you know, some of the stuff will actually be new, but will make it look like it's, you know, original, and, um, you know, it just looks goofy when you open up and look in there and you see something that's brand new, you know, uh, chrome or stainless steel or something like that. Tell us a little bit about the engine. How much of the engine was salvageable versus what did you have to recreate or find, you know, something vintage and replace it? Was everything good on the engine or... Because I think we spoke before, and there was a couple like cracks or something here and there, maybe some issues with the supercharger housing or the cylinder heads. Uh, yeah. What what happened there? Well, so um, look, the thing with the motor, the engine there is that really the only thing that was damaged was the head and the, the blower, right? Because you had these, um, you had a lot of metal and a lot of uh, fragments go up. And we had to replace the blower, the head. Um, but the block itself, I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, it really held up nicely and, and very little damage there. Uh, the oil pan, I had to make a new oil pan to match the old one because they added two inches um, on the bottom of the oil pan. So, you know, really the bulk of that is there, right? And... Um, you know, the rest of it, the accessories, you know, you know, putting the pulley on there with the correct alternator. And so there's even thoughts of, you know, would the car have actually had an alternator in the beginning? Because a lot of these race cars, they don't bother putting a charging system in there. But, yeah. you know, I want that car. So when Bill gets in the car, there's no more squirting anything in the, uh, the half of the blower. It's just you get in there and you'll be able to flip the couple button and that thing is going to start up. And that's, to me, that's after all this effort, you want that. Well, that's kind of the the tough part to it is um, is how do you make the car as authentic as possible, but but still make it a little bit usable. Uh, I I know I I know Bill. I, I I get your. This isn't something you're going to put a lot of miles on, but I also know you and. When when somebody invites you to bring that car to a military base or to some runway and, and you're doing a charity event, you, you do want to bring it out there and kind of show it off and let people kind of enjoy it. So there is going to be a little loading onto a trailer and firing it up. And how do you do that where it's not such a hassle where you just have to drag the car around? Like you want to be able to fire it up. Well, yeah, I think there were two extremely important issues in this in this process. First and foremost was finding out all the information about uh, about the originality of every single centimeter of that car. Mm-hmm. The second the second challenge is trying to figure out how we were going to kill ten birds with one stone, two birds with one stone. Make it <laughs> as original as it needs to be, which is a hundred percent, and then but also make it functional. And what type of what's our definition of functional? Well, the reason why we started this in the first place is to be blunt. <clears throat> many of the people that originally saw this car are dying, are, 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 are dropping like flies. And, uh, the reason to do this car, to re- give it a rebirth at the time that we did was to get it out and get these people to be able to see it one more time. Um, so, you know, in taking that into consideration, you know, I, do I want them to just look at it or do I want them to hear it starting up so that they can, you know, get that feeling in their bones again that they felt in 70 when they saw it over in Vietnam? Yeah. 
you know so there it was a it was a it wasn't an easy pro- none of this was an easy process and i don't know which was the hardest or is the hardest but you know there are a number of obstacles to 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 jump through and to jump over in taking on this project yeah marcus so said building the car was I'll easy add, i'll add one thing on there right you know i've said this to a bunch of people that have that have seen the car and that i know what kind of makes people raise their eyebrows is i am not the right guy to restore the car, right? There is no guy that's the right guy because you need a hot rodder that can do this car, right? Because there's a lot of hot rod tricks from the late 60s, early 70s that a lot of these older guys that I network with know, but you got to be a Mustang guy. And there is no guy, you know, Boss 429 expert, you know, that is the perfect guy, either in one camp or in the other camp. So what I've been doing is bridging that um, divide you know, you know, we don't work on parachutes normally on Mustang, right? But I had to learn that whole system. It's fully functional. It can be used when it's, uh, you know, when you take it down the strip. Um, you know, another interesting example is the transmission cooler, right? It had a transmission cooler in, in the trunk, but realistically, what probably that had was the lines came out of the transmission and kind of coiled underneath the body and went back in the transmission and for a Ford Lightning owner, the, the perfect example of that is on your power steering, there is no cooler. It comes out, it kind of coils through and goes back in. And Porsche uses that kind of concept as well. So, you know, there's a lot of little cool little drag racing things that these guys did over the years um, that need to be kind of incorporated to make it authentic looking, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a hell of a project where, you know, I've learned quite a bit, right? Looking for those tires, those, those goddamn drag slicks on oh, there. Geez, like, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, those are those are not the tires that uh, you're going to be doing exhibition runs in, hopefully. Hopefully you get to find another, <laughs> no. uh-huh. another yeah. little set of wheels and tires for that thing, just in case. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we all know, right? We love wheels and tires, right? Wheels and tires totally change the look of a car always yeah. right and when you see it now versus the hoosiers that were on there it's a totally different looking vehicle i mean it just looks fantastic the way that looks and you see the pictures from 1970 it's just it's exactly the way it should be so um yeah and i you know it just goes on and on from there um you know another example is the, the switches that were on the dash there were you know somebody put some cheap Chinese switches in there over the years, and we're going to put, you know, actual aircraft switches back in there, because a lot of the hot rodders were using, you know, spare aircraft parts in the 50s, in the 60s. That was real common back then. So to give it that vintage look, it'll it'll look really killer in there, inside the car. Yeah, now, uh, I know so, you're... So it's a, ra- it's a race to see which is done first. My garage or the car. <laughs> <laughs> the car's looking pretty good because we can follow it online. What's the website? Is it lawmanmustang.com? Yeah, lawmanmustang.com. And I'm putting, there's so much content that I've been kind of keeping back, and now I'm just kind of pouring it on there. Little tiny details, some of them, and, you know, I think are helpful for other people as well. Um, but I don't know what the status of the garage is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, they haven't broken ground yet, so you're 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 uh, you got a good lead. Oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna move quickly though. Once they're going, they're gonna move quickly. I'm excited to hear that you can put a little podcast studio in there, so we can uh, we can we can oh, get yeah. you we can get you set up. We got to make sure you talk to our guys here, Chris and Kalen. Make sure you get set up with the right audio equipment. I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna fly <laughs> you guys out, and we're gonna do the an, an inaugural podcast to break in. We should garage. we should do that absolutely because we want to see the place for sure. Um, uh, well, it sounds exciting. I know you're going to be catching a plane in, in a minute and, uh, we can hear, uh, we can hear all the kinds of airport happenings going on. But, uh, just before we let you go, were you able to finally, uh, tell the story, like track down the story, the evolution of this vehicle? Because the images that keep popping up, it looks like it has a supercharger. It doesn't have a supercharger. Was there more than one car or was it just iterations of this car? No, no, it's the same car. It's definitely the same car. And, uh, I mean, I'm still getting photos. I mean, I just got photos this morning from a guy, and this he sent me photos for 1983. Um, 
It has polished valve covers at the time, and it, it had, for a period, a fake blower or supercharger on there. Um, it looks pretty goofy, you know, at this point, but Ford took that stuff off when they sold it, and, you know, there's been different owners. The car was, was repainted, sections of it, obviously, right, because they put their names on there and then changed that. So what we have right now is the closest to what that was originally. If you look at the photos, um, you know, that are in Japan, um, we have some video on there that we were able to kind of freeze the frames and, and compare that. All the sun um, instrumentation goes back on there because sun was actually a sponsor, and I'm kind of thinking that's why that uh, sticker was on the dash. But they were actually an official sponsor, but they didn't have anything on the outside of the car. So, yeah, um, but that's, that's, you know, kind of in a nutshell, it's, I, I could talk about every single nut and bolt on that car. And, uh, you know, to all those other guys out there, the smaller shops, it's, it's where you really, you know, you get a lot of this attention to detail. There's a lot of guys that do that. And I, I respect that. And, um, I mean, I truly enjoy this project. So I'm looking forward to getting it done in the next couple of months. Well, we can't can't wait to see the finished product as well. It's such a cool car and such great history with it, and and uh, uh, I can't imagine uh, what that thing is going to sound like and really look like in person. So, uh, great job on that. We're excited for you guys, uh, Marcus. We're going to let you go. Have a good flight, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, soon. Uh, we'll we'll do this again. Okay, thank right, you, Marcus. Thanks, Be thanks. safe, my friend. Okay, thanks, Phil. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. Uh, All right, so before we move along, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our friends at Dodge. Visit your local Dodge dealer where they bring you performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time because right now, Dodge is offering power dollars. With power dollars, you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of your new car. So every 2019 Dodge Charger, every 2019 Dodge Challenger, everything they've got. That means you can pull away in a 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack with 485 horsepower, and you'll receive an almost $5,000 cash allowance. So if you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. So hurry into your local Dodge dealer today and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. Uh, all right, so before we uh, uh, wrap up, there's a few other things. We're, we're starting to get... Um, you know, new year, new car announcements, things that we've been waiting for for a while um, are starting to be unveiled. And, you know, we've got New York Auto Show coming up in April. That's going to happen sooner than uh, than we think. Um, but uh, as we've talked in the past, how more and more car companies are uh, not necessarily just relying on the auto shows to announce their cars. We're seeing cars debuted at, you know, the Monterey Rolex Historics and CES and things like that. So, uh, you know, there's a few that have caught our attention, uh, you know, for a while now. Um, first off is the Ford Bronco. Uh, what we know about the Ford Bronco is uh, it's going to be unveiled officially in March prior to the New York Auto Show in April. And it's going to be um, uh, – what we figured out is is there's a Ford Bronco, which is a body-on-frame. It's a full-frame uh, meant to be a a, a beefier vehicle uh, to compete with with the Jeep, um, and then a smaller Bronco, the Bronco Sport, which will be a unibody vehicle. So it'll be more of a uh, yeah, more of a what we know as a, as an SUV um, that that structure. So we have something that's a little bit more Jeep, Jeep Renegade, Jeep or Gladiator. Versus something that's a little more, mm, uh, you know, maybe Defender, something like that, Land Rover Defender. Um, but you know what we what we've always talked about in the past is is uh, I really think Ford's going to launch these vehicles, especially the full size Bronco, with a huge aftermarket catalog because accessorizing this thing is going to be the biggest thing out. Of course, we're going to see them all over Beverly Hills, all tricked out with a bunch of stuff that no one's ever going to use. <laughs> but, uh, but it's going to be, uh, interesting to, uh, to, to officially see this thing. I don't know if it's just a two door, four door version and the Bronco sport and how they sort of 
uh, cater to those markets. But that's what we've got coming up. We've got a Ford Bronco coming up in March. Uh, excited to see that. We've got a Bronco Sport, which will be unveiled in April at the New York Auto Show. And uh, and speaking of uh, SUVs, Cadillac is expected to unveil a midsize electric SUV at the New York Auto Show as well. We spoke about we spoke about uh, about them bringing back the Hummer with up to a thousand I don't know you know a thousand horsepower, some crazy rating like that, and zero to sixty in three seconds. And we've also learned since then that there's going to be a, at least two other motor options with maybe a little bit less power, a little bit less range, um, a little bit less I don't know towing capacity. Uh, we don't have all the specs on that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some of this um, electric drivetrain that they've been working on is going to trickle over to Cadillac as well, because I'm not sure who else they partner with on that. We'd have to do a little more research. Or maybe you guys listening know if this is all GM developing this stuff in-house or if they partner with anyone similar, similar to the way that uh, Ford partnered with, with Rivian and uh, so I like what's going on there, but uh, it looks cool. I, I was watching. I was watching a little bit of TV last night, and I was flicking through the channels, and I saw the commercial for the new uh, Cadillac CT5. Uh, that's a good looking car. I mean, I'd like to really see that thing in in person, and and hopefully get one to to test drive. But um, uh, that's a that's a pretty interesting looking uh, pretty interesting looking car. It's a sharp looking thing. I'm not sure if you've seen any of this yet, Bill. But, yeah, uh, pretty cool, man. I, I I just I want them to come out with something that I can fit in. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like I I I, I, I listen. I I know you've got uh, you've got the big Dodge truck and your guys at uh, Gearhead Fabrication is going to be doing you know big engine swap or something on it. But I tell you, I I am I am intrigued by by this Ford Bronco. Of course, we we you know we. We love the brand. We love the name. We love you how know, could you the, not be the, the, the history I mean, how with could, it? How, yeah. could, how could how could any of us not be? I mean, we've been clamoring for that thing for years. Yeah, and and I, I'm you know for me especially because I'm you know such a fan of the aftermarket. I love. I can't wait to see what the aftermarket does with this thing. And I think it's just gonna. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna see a ton of these things at. Uh, at the SEMA show, as we should, because everyone's going to be, you know, working on new products and stuff for it, everything from increasing power to off-road and, and on-road capability. So uh, it's going to be cool. I, I, you know, we've seen the spy photos. We've seen it with the bras and the camouflage and all this stuff on it. And and uh, I'm kind of hoping that it gets a little bit more, you know, in line with what the concept vehicle looked like. But also keep in mind that, you know, if it's a little off on that, the aftermarket can probably fix that. The aftermarket's going to say, "Hey, we really like the concept vehicle. I think it was the silver one, so we're going to start coming out with some things that maybe uh, get you a little closer to looking like that." Now we know by time everything goes to production, there's you know ugly mirrors and and you know side markers and all the things that uh, that we need to you know to be safe and legal. But uh, it, you know it's going to be exciting to do. It's going to be exciting. Um, can't wait. And uh, the uh, the other car that came up that uh, our friends over at Shelby, I went out to to Shelby in Vegas a little while back when I was driving the uh, GT five hundreds as well. And uh, and Shelby, you know, Shelby's been doing their own versions of the cars these these post title packages, and the the Shelby Super Snake was usually their big package, but uh, now they've um, uh, they said they've been working on this for a while, the Shelby Signature Series. And this is – it goes on top of a Super Snake. They start with the basics of a Super Snake package. Uh, they're using a huge Whipple supercharger. They're making 825 horsepower. And uh, and the Shelby uh, Signature Mustang is going to have some additional bits on that. There's wide-body options. I saw some of the wide-body conversions that they were doing uh, at their factory in Vegas and uh, – uh, and I saw some of the steel wide bodies, um, and it, it looks it looks pretty good. They've got a good they've got a good look to it. Um, if it's anything like uh, uh, that Hellcat Red Eye wide body that I was driving, that's a lot of front tire, man. I was just tracking into every little groove on the road. You know, like I was saying before, between that amount of power 
and uh, that much front tire, it's not the easiest thing to drive. It's fun. It's super fun. I'll tell, but, you, I'll tell you what, though, you know, and and after you mentioned that, I, yeah. I really took note of that, and especially hap- you know, especially happens when you got three fifteens all the way around. I mean, it comes mm-hmm. with three hundred fives on it, but all on all mine, I got three fifteens all the way around, but. Uh, I got my Green Demon set up with two ninety fives on the front, and I'm going to see if that's going to make a difference. Um, I really don't believe it's going to make too much, but uh, the the caveat is that the carbon car has the KW. The carbon car's got the KW suspension, and it completely eliminates that. Oh yeah, well that's actually an interesting point. Uh, that you you mentioned that um, just wrap up in the Shelby. There's they're, they're going to make fifty of the uh, signature Shelby uh, Shelby signature Mustangs. They're going to start at one hundred twenty seven thousand seven hundred ninety five bucks. So save your ducats and then give them a call. Um, it's interesting that you made that point about the suspension because um, you know I, on my my truck I've got the two ninety five tires all the way around on it now. Um, it's it's. You know the stock was a was a two seventy five, but I went to a, an overall larger diameter, which is a bigger footprint, and a wider tire, which is a bigger footprint. And uh, I had it lowered with the with the DJM suspension kit, and there are shocks that it's just a a, a twin tube uh, shock that's meant to sort of get us not be super expensive forty fifty bucks a shock and get it to uh, work with the lowered suspension. But um, I'm realizing. Uh, to your point, the, the suspension, the shock valving, the shocks themselves contribute so much to the ride quality. The springs, of course, but it's controlling that bounce and that rebound and and whatnot. So I've been chatting with um, I've been chatting with John Hotchkiss at Hotchkiss Suspension, and uh, he doesn't make a suspension kit for the Lightning, and I'm not going to change up what I have too much, but. He's developed for his muscle car market uh, an electronically controlled shock. This is he's put into the aftermarket what we're starting to see in so many new cars. Uh, um, you know, when you when you get in the car and you hit the sport mode, or the track mode, or the you know the the, the normal mode, it changes uh, shock, uh, changes the suspension, changes the steering, changes the engine calibration. And I wanted to bring a little bit of that 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 new suspension technology into the lightning to see if we can control, can we make a smoother ride, but also make it handle better. And uh, he has a system that um, it's, it's basically three modes and you can program each mode. And then you have a dial on the dash. That's basically street track or auto and he's got uh, he's got a sensor like a like a gyro in the car, and it senses uh, turning left and right. It's it's spent it senses body roll, body movement, even braking, uh, brake dive, and accelerating, and it changes the shocks instantly to accommodate that. Or you can just leave it in one of the two modes. So what we're trying to do is, can we come up with? an adjustable dynamic, basically an active shock system for the lightning. And does it make sense to do that? So, um, yeah, hopefully, Bill, we can get something that rides a little bit smoother. It's a little bit easier to control with the larger tires and uh, get a little bit of that new technology that we're seeing in new in, in cars today into, a, you know, a truck that's going on 25 years old. Should be pretty yep. interesting. Well, that's the conundrum. Can we do it? Yeah, can we do it? So one of the issues he brought up was, is the length of the shock. The shock actually needs uh, a, a bit of travel. So if you've got like, if you think of the hot rods running the Mustang two suspension, and they got these little whatever seven inch shocks and only about an inch and a half of travel, there's not a lot you can do with an active suspension when it comes to that. So you need more travel. So if if the shocks on my truck are not long because it's lowered, we needed a shorter shock. If they're not long enough already, we may have to weld on new shock mounting points. Like if you imagine the rear axle, just a straight axle on the back of the truck. It's just got a, a couple of tabs where the, the the shock bolts onto. We may have to go do a longer shock and then cut off those tabs, weld some ones that give us like another inch, inch and a half 
uh, of length on the shock, and that might get to what we want to do. Luckily, you know, we've got access to fabricators and stuff, so it might not be a complete bolt-on solution, but if it is, awesome. That's what we're going for. Um, and, uh, and what what I what I might be doing with 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 Hotchkiss is I'm going to take the shocks that we have now, send it to him, and he's going to put it on his shock dyno so he can get the numbers. He can find out what the rate is and the pressure and all that stuff is on that shock, and then he can dial it in or at least give his best recommendation without actually having the truck saying, hey, we should dial in sport mode this way, track mode should be this way, and the auto will go will sort of shift in between and give you sort of a range of stuff. So I, I don't know. It's kind of cool stuff. I don't know that anybody's running around with active suspension on a Gen 1 Lightning. So um, if we can get it to work, maybe it's something that he'll be able to sell to you guys as well. But uh, it's it's really, Bill, as you were saying, it's it comes from driving – Driving the new cars, driving the 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 red eye, uh, the wide body, the other day. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. But um, well, we can learn a lot. Learn a lot from these different vehicles. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool stuff. It's fun stuff. So we, you know, like we said, we get to experiment with these things and and see uh, how they come together. But uh, all right, so we're out of time. We're gonna grab the uh, uh, grab the next guys and give them the studio. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, of course, we're carcastshow dot com. We love your your reviews and nice ratings and kind words over on uh, on iTunes. You can follow me at Motorator. I post all the you know bunch of stuff up there, and I'll be giving you guys updates on. Uh, on the suspension and how we get, how we get that developed and stuff as well. You could follow Goldberg. He's uh, he's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter. He's Goldberg nine five and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. You can see what he's building in his garage, and you can see what he's eating after his workouts. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yeah. Uh, all the all the fun stuff. So, uh, uh, guys, until next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Oh ho ho. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.